Welcome to Idaho Catholic Podcast. It is the day after Christmas, and we have the uh, group gathered again. Hey guys, why don't you introduce yourself and let everybody know who you are. Ryan's here. John's here. Mike is here. I don't know who I am, though. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, Daryl... My attempt at humor. Daryl's here from the seminary, and he's sitting across the room, sitting in a chair... He, uh, he knew that if he was sitting at the table with us, he'd be tempted. And uh, <laughs> so we're just going to really harass him sitting over there chuckling. Um, so since it's been the holidays, and I hope all of you have had a great time with family and friends. You know, holidays can be a, a time that's really wonderful. It can also be a time that's really difficult for a lot of people. Um, I think um, I'm going to ask you guys a little bit. Why don't you think for a second? What what with the holidays? Why do you think it's difficult for some people? I know I know for a lot of patients, you know, in, in the psychiatric hospital, um, they shared with me over the years that they've struggled with the holidays because there's an expectation that it's supposed to be a happy time for a lot of them, and uh, when they do get around their families. Um, sometimes it brings back some some memories of not so happy times, and it's really difficult for them. Um, so I hope you guys all had a great holiday. But why do you think some people maybe do struggle with the holidays? Do you guys have any insight into that? Well, for some, it might be just the fact that they have no family or no relationship, no positive relationship with their family. Yeah, that's true. And a lot of people have burned bridges from mm-hmm. different things that they've done or said in in, in, in their relationships. And, and then you have people that come over, their house, come over to your house and it's like, where, do they, where are we going to have them sleep? And then you feel guilty for having them sleep on the couch or on an air mattress. And, fi- and then finances too. Finances. Because there's the expectation in our culture that, that, every, that you buy presents for people. And gosh, how many people just are struggling day to day just to get by and then you throw Christmas in there? Yeah, and, then, and uh, it's, it's a very difficult time, I think, for some as well. Another thing to think about economically, too, is that, um, you know, uh, typically this time of year, there's a, there's a lot of seasonal employment that's ended, um, you know, once the first snow flies. And so there's a lot of folks that are, um, you know, out of work during this period of time that are, uh, uh, you know, kind of might be a little tight. You know, so that that adds so much more stress to and, them. And what about like not getting the present that you thought you were getting? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, no, I'm kind of kidding, but it could be. True. I didn't get what I wanted. Yeah, what did you want? What did you want this year, Mike? Real estate. Yeah. To quote Lucy from Peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you, you guys haven't seen that. I, I don't that, that slipped that. my mind. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. So Ryan, how was your Christmas this year? Uh, it's pretty good. Spent it with my wife's family over in Bliss. Was was there some family traditions that they had that might be a little different than than what you've experienced in the past? I hear you chuckling over there, Daryl. Uh, yeah. Well, um, they're from Mexico, so they don't. Well, they kind of they kind of do now, but usually they don't uh, give as many gifts on Christmas. Yeah, usually that's uh, saved for the Epiphany, the fe- right. the the Day of the Kings. Yeah, three wise men. Yeah. You know, I was talking to some people about that recently, and um, that was that was totally foreign to them. I, I guess because that that's not really a part of the American culture at all. Right. Yeah. yeah. No one even celebrates it. Yeah. Yeah. How funny. 
We're having an epiphany party at our house. <laughs> and, who's invited? And, and all I the listeners know. are invited? <laughs> Tanya's planning it. I don't know who's invited. <laughs> all the listeners are invited, yeah. <laughs> John, what about your guys' Christmas this year? Did you guys do anything special? Um, no, we we stayed in town this year. My family's here. Um, my wife's uh, family are uh, you know, from another country, but, but right now they, they're back east um, together over the holidays and and so we weren't able to, to join with them this year but yeah so it was a good good holiday season though i just like having the time off work <laughs> to be honest and relax yeah. a little bit is kind of nice as well beautiful masses um i don't did you so um i i was in sacramento actually in the bay area in california for christmas this year and that's kind of a tradition for us is that all of us get together and spend time um our families i have five brothers and we get together at christmas time and and spend time together and mass was packed um so what what do they say there's what is it it's the christmas and easter catholic ceo is that what it is yeah christmas easter only ceos uh, that's funny yeah. or creasters is that the term you were looking for? Creasters, I like that. Creasters. Yeah, how funny, how funny. So anyway, so this is our podcast session uh, with no topic. So um, <laughs> we're, uh, what, what do you guys want to, what do you guys want to uh, ponder or share? I see a catechism in front of you, Mike, and. I could do a Holy Spirit th- thumb point. Do it, or do a, it. Okay. Catechism roulette. Uh, here we go. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, this is good. This audio is really on. good. Article 7. From thence he will come again to judge the living and the dead. Nice. He just came. Yeah. And now he's going to, the next time he's going to come, he is going to judge the living and the dead. That's what we just did for Advent is prepare ourselves for his second coming. Yeah. Get ready, folks, because he's going to come to judge the living and the dead. What do you think the number one New Year's resolution is? We're, uh, we're, we're how many days away? This is what, the 26th? And so the first is coming. What do you think the number one New Year's resolution is in the United States? Probably to call to mind the second coming of Christ at least once daily. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. Huh. I thought it was like to lose weight <laughs> or that. Yeah, maybe lose weight, be happier, exercise more, be healthier, quit smoking, right? Not buy so much for Christmas again. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Next year, I'm not going to do this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, funny. Yeah. Hey, so we should pick on Daryl a little bit since he's sitting over there on the couch. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I will say though, Daryl's visiting from the seminary and, uh, we tried to beg him to uh, participate in this podcast, but he said he drove for hours and hours and hours, and he's exhausted. He's mentally exhausted, not only from the drive, but from the uh, kind of the fervent studying he's been doing at the seminary, and he's just spent. So we're giving him a pass. Finally, That's what we don't do. We don't drive around the holidays. I think when we, when like our kids, we, when we had like just two kids, we we decided that, Maybe it was, I don't know, three kids maybe. We decided it's easier for the grandparents to come to us. It's only two of them, right? 
And we're like, why should you make me travel all this way? You, you know, you guys need to come to us. I know that's probably breaking one of the, the commandment to honor your father and mother. But so we, we've been doing that. We, we'd prefer not to travel around, around Christmas. Well, that's a chore, though. I mean, because you guys, you have a whole clan. You know, yeah, with of, seven kids now, it's just yeah. it's like no thanks. In fact, we've even gone. I think it was last year. I told my wife that this year for Christmas, we're not doing. We used to do a big meal, like a Thanksgiving type meal, with, with you know just all the fixings. And last year, I said, no, I'm not. We're not going to do that. It's way too stressful. Be, you know, we get up in the morning and sometimes we go to morning mass. Sometimes we go to uh, midnight mass, which we usually go to midnight mass. Um, but we, we, you know, open our presents. We just sit around as a family and just relax. And then we'll have some pie in, in the afternoon. But we don't do a big, huge meal. We just, just take time to just... Just relax and, and enjoy each other's company as much as we can. So how do you how how do you make that day special more so than any other day? How 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 do you guys do that? I mean, I'm just trying to think. So your dad, you have your your kids, and you're you're really going against what the culture around you does and says what Christmas is. So so what do you do to really make that day stand out for the kids for being a special day? I buy them the most expensive gifts I can possibly put on my credit card, and then you and then I walk away right after Christmas. And then right? I walk away. I just let them. <laughs> no, just... Well, no, that's a, to, to dovetail off of that, though. Um, you know, uh, so my family, you know, me, my wife, and and our two kids, you know, we're Catholic, practicing Catholics, but my my nuclear family, so my father and mother and brother and his his clan. Um, they're not Catholic. So the challenge for me is, uh, you know, we're called to, to live as Catholics and, and be that example in the world. So that that can um, create, uh, I guess, some challenges and opportunities, I guess. And so as you were saying, Deacon Pat, of, of uh, you know, how do you make this day special? Mm-hmm. So how, how can I make this day special for uh, for others that I'm celebrating around. So that was, you know, on my mind throughout the, throughout the uh, get together with, with my family. You know, yeah. it's become a family tradition. We, we do this thing. You, you got to know my brothers. They're, they're pretty, they're pretty silly. And uh, so years ago we started this tradition and uh, cause we don't, we don't want to buy presents or we usually at the most would like pick one person's name and so you'd buy a present for one person and we'd max it at like $20 or whatever. But, um, but the most fun thing we do is, is we go to the dollar store and we buy a whole bunch of just the most stupidest of mm-hmm. funny dollar gifts. And I put them in a big box. And then you got to remember, so, so six families together, you know, that's a lot of people. So we, we, everybody gets in, into like a great room and we sit around and then we have this box full of these dollar gag gifts and we do like the white elephant. And where you have so to reach fun. your hand in the box and you pull something out. And, you know, it might be for my macho brother. He reaches in and he pulls out a tiara. <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, we can steal it from each other or bubbles. You know, they'll bring up bubbles or whatever. Anyway, it's just, it's hilarious. But, um, but then following that, 
we break up into groups. And so the guys, it's, it's, it's skit time. And so the guys go into the garage and they have a five minutes to plan a skit. And, uh, and so we, 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 we put our creative minds together and we come up with some skit and then we come back in the house and we have to perform it <laughs> for all the ladies. And we perform this skit and it's hilarious stuff. And then the women, they all get together, they go, go in the garage for five minutes. They have to plan the skit. They plan the skit and then they come in and they have to perform it. And we go back and forth, you know, quite a few times and it's just hilarious. So that's kind of been a family tradition for us. Um, Because it's just your laugh, you know, and and it's just silliness, you know. So anyway. You lost me at skit. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, you know, some of the family are are shy and they don't want to really participate, but they go along with it. You know, it's it's fun. Yeah. As long as there's a few people that love it, then then it's okay. If it was like all shy people, then it would probably bomb. (laughs) No, no, it would, but... But it's just kind of their tradition. It's yeah. it's really fun. And then what we do, and uh, this is then uh, actually the night before on Christmas Eve, we wait until everybody goes to midnight mass, and then we break in their houses and we steal the presents. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you guys see that little thing that went viral on recently um, about the NASA engineer who built the little box? Yes, yes. Mark Rober. Porch Pirates. Mark Rober. Yeah, that is yeah. hilarious. Yeah. So if you guys haven't seen that, but I guess this was a guy who had a, some packages stolen at his house. And so he spent like a year or something. Six months. Six months designing this box and it had cameras in it. And, uh, and so when someone would steal the present, it would activate the cameras to start recording and it would record them, and when they opened the box up, they got what just covered with this this micro, big puff of glitter, glitter, yeah. and then the the little fart, right? It was the, <laughs> the fart, fart spray, spray go fart off spray. every every few seconds. Uh, my wife told me about that the other day, and I, I I googled it and and I watched it, and I cracked up so much. That's the guy awesome. has a great channel, YouTube channel. Does he really? Yeah, Mark Rober. He does also. He, he was a NASA engineer. Okay. Um, for nine years, like so, part of his design work it is on the Mars rover, like up oh. there working away, you know. So, and he he does all sorts of cool experiments and builds lots of fun things. If you have kids, highly recommend his channel because it, it's just this love of learning that kind of spawns from it, and all the things you can cool, all the cool things you can do with technology. Like one thing that he built is this machine that holds a dartboard and you can throw the dart and no matter how off it is, it'll, it moves it to get a bullseye. <laughs> I saw that. I saw, saw that, that one. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> it's amazing that you get a bullseye every time yeah. and you can be the worst <laughs> dart player. <laughs> What's but this yeah. guy's name again? Mark Rober. Yeah. You got to watch Rober. it. You got to yeah. watch yeah. it. Yeah. That's all I've seen was the box that he made and the, the, the dartboard. Yeah. That's he's got a cool. boatload of, of different videos he's done. My my only request of him is that uh, he market that, and instead of fart spray, we either do tear gas or bear spray. That I think that would be much more. I I was thinking yeah. something that's going to stain something or permanently smell yeah. something. There's like- there's a couple other ones that I've seen where they used feces. Yeah, in them. and oh, really? Brilliant. Um, what is uh, Tom Mabe? He's a comedian. I saw a video of his. 
they had uh, uh, put together a, a box like that, watching uh, a porch pirate actually come and steal the package off of their front porch, goes back out to the car. Luckily, they were able to see the video of the car drive, driving off, and it stops down towards the end of the road just before it a turn. And then they're thinking like, oh, shoot, you know, this they're going to drive away. We're not going to see the reaction. And then all of a sudden, the door flies open, the box comes out, and the guy comes out just retching. And so, <laughs> so I would just thought that was awesome. So This um, Mark Rober guy, he, he's got it on video through the phones, right. and which on, automatically uploads it to the cloud. And then he, he has GPS <laughs> turned on. So the majority, and he, he gave this to his neighbors. He gave it to, to use lots of different people. So he's got like, yeah. you know, lots of, it, this same box was used multiple times. And he was able to recover it, I think, almost every time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I thought it was amazing. Just keep reusing it. But um, that reminds me when you talked about feces. Um, that's <laughs> no as kids no i better not go there okay i'm gonna change the subject <laughs> I was, that would have been a little too revealing i think uh, <laughs> for your brothers right you, you don't want to embarrass your brothers yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's it yeah i love those guys yeah <laughs> you know it's so St- funny or are you just more concerned about statute of limitations <laughs> yeah, yeah i don't know you know i have this one brother mike and he's hilarious he he's he's probably like one of the most funny like comedians he's just hilarious but uh he gets nervous in front of people so so he could never do it but he's so funny and uh but but he'll do stuff in front of the family and uh they have these little skits and things that they do and he just cracks me up yeah funny <laughs> funny good traditions for the family so he makes the the the, the holiday skits work just hilarious well, yeah. yeah and yeah everyone needs a kid like that so anyway, so I had this idea and I, and, and I talked to him about it because he, he does get, he has, he says like he has stage fright and so he'd like to be a comedian, but he just knows he can't do it. So I said, I said, Mike, I said, uh, you should have a podcast because, um, then there's nobody in front of him. And cause he's a great, uh, he's great with voices and characters and, and, uh, and so he's, he's going to start a podcast and I think it'll be hilarious. I think you'll have a lot of listeners. That's great. Yeah. So he's, uh, he's disabled. He lost his leg. And so he's got a lot of time on his hands. So he needs something mm. to do that way. So guys, it's almost new year's. What, what do you, what are you been thinking about, um, for new year's resolutions for you guys? Have you put any thought? We talked about this a couple of weeks ago or so for the, uh, the start of the Catholic New Year and kind of our spiritual resolutions. But what about, um, have you guys thought, are you guys making it? Do you guys do resolutions or not? I don't. Yeah, I usually don't either. You don't. Mike? I naturally feel drawn to change something in my life. But the last couple of years, um, we've done Exodus 90. And that has been sort of my New Year's reset. Yeah. But I, I don't really do things like, you know, like this year I'm going to lose 10 pounds. I mean, I, yeah. not that I have much to lose, but <laughs> but it's I, I don't normally do things like that. And it's probably because... You like bacon? Or like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going like, to eat twice as much bacon this year as last year. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one actually. Yeah. I'm going to practice my guitar every day 
you know, well, not every day. <laughs> Gotta let my fingers rest a little. <laughs> eh, I'm happy with the way I play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. You know, I usually, you know, uh, we have these cycles of when we when we preach, and it just so happens that I usually I usually preach about um, the week after uh, New Year's or maybe two weeks after New Year's, and and I have this homily that I like to use often, and it and part of it is. How many of you guys have already broken your New Year's resolution? Because I remember this one. I've heard it. <laughs> have <Yeah>. you? <laughs> oh, man, I can't use it again. <laughs> but, um, but it's true. It's like half of the parishioners will raise their hand, and it's only been like a week, you know, that we make these lofty, lofty goals, I think, sometimes, and, and they don't, they don't yeah. last. It, we talked about that on a previous podcast. Did we? Yeah. Immature zeal. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. taking on mm-hmm. too much, and then you just you can't do it. You fail. You set yourself now, up to fail, right? Yeah. So I I make no goals in life. No. <laughs> <laughs> never try, never fail. <laughs> yeah. What was, no, but th- yeah. this year though, I I actually have been thinking a lot about upping my spirituality quite a bit, and I, we've been joking around a lot. As I, I don't want to make this too serious all of a sudden, but just all the havoc going on with our church and how we need to start praying for our church and making making extra sacrifices and offering those up i I recently heard a guy talk about it you know um and he was saying that you know if if you're not praying the if you're not praying the um the guardian angel prayer and the saint michael the archangel prayer every day you're an idiot. We 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 need their help. If if you're not praying a daily rosary, you know you need to start doing that. If you already are, pray too because we our church needs that. And as like 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 our lady told the Fatima kids, um, offer up your sacrifices for the church because you know gates of hell are, are trying to come against us. And 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 she was talking about. When she was talking to the Fatima kids, you know that's what gonna, that's what's going to save the church is is those sacrifices. And, and she told them to pray the rosary. And a good friend of mine one time said, you know, every saint I've ever read about, and I've read a lot, every single one of them prayed the rosary. And Mike, I want to be a saint, so I'm going to pray the rosary every day. And that was about four years ago when. My my little uh, girl was born. She's four years old, four and a half now, something like that. And I decided to pray the rosary every day. And then, and then poetically here, I don't know, well, not poetically, but diabolically, maybe I should say, my <laughs> my my next daughter was born in August, and I stopped praying the rosary. I think as a and we as a family we would pray it. Okay. We've stopped that. I think we've prayed it in the last three and a half months, maybe a dozen times. And so... Um, New Year's resolution. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> get back into the groove. Hmm. You know, yeah. we, we need to up it. Every one of us needs to up the ante here and and pray for our church because we are in a crisis right now and we need it. We need everyday Job and Mary Catholics to get serious about their faith, turn off your cell phone, turn off your TV, you know, spend some time in prayer. Think of uh, Peter, James, and John, and when Jesus 
came and caught them asleep. He was in his most distressful hour there uh, in the Garden of Gethsemane. He said, can't you even stay awake with me one hour? Our church is in need right now. Can't we even stay awake with Jesus one hour? I have a question for you guys. And it's kind of, you inspired it, I think, with what you're saying, Mike. What, you know, we talk about sometimes our church is failing us or our community isn't providing what it needs to provide. So I'm just curious, what, how would you guys see like the model church? What would you like to see in our church that would really inspire you it would feed you it would nourish you what would that church need to have or what would it look like what are your guys' thoughts if you could have the ideal church what would be some of the components of that is it is it is it a certain kind of group for for husbands or wives is it some, what what is it guys what comes to mind Like, what would it be for us, or what would it be like if... It's, you know, like I mean, if, that's open. I mean, what... Yeah. So, I mean, it, so let's go back to... There's a lot of people out there that are dissatisfied with what they see as their church. And, and so what are they dissatisfied about? What are they really looking for in a church? I mean, I have some ideas, but I wanted to ask you guys first. I mean, what, if, you could, if you could belong to this perfect Catholic parish... What would be some of the aspects of that parish that would feed you, nourish you, inspire you? More opportunities for education and participation. Um, I would absolutely love the idea of being able to go to daily mass. Um, I'm just not able to with how far I have to commute. And uh, that's just not available in the mornings. So an evening, um, if yeah, maybe some, like in, some parishes have yeah. evening a couple of times a week or something. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, those things. Have, uh, I would love the uh, the ability to do that, and I suppose you know the other thing too is that uh, maybe uh, better uh, communication as far as what's available. That might be a, a thing too. I'm just ignorant of, of what is there and and uh, the schedules, those sorts of things. Yeah, because a lot of parishes actually do have a lot of ministries, and but but nobody knows yeah. about them. Right, right. You know, there was there was one parish I belonged to, and, and the pastor was very, I think very wise. You guys might think this to be wise or not, I don't know. But what happens is, what do they say? It's 10% of the par- parishioners do... 90% of the work or something. And so he he said that you could not do a ministry more than one year. And you know how there's some people that were that are Eucharistic ministers and they've been Eucharistic ministers for years and years and years. Yeah. Um, so he limited the ministries, a particular ministry for one year. After that year was up, they had to find another ministry. To, and so yeah. what it... Because there's some ministries that, you know, Nancy has been doing this for the last 17 years, and and it and by filling that spot, it doesn't it doesn't make an opening for anybody else. Yeah. So this was the this was the choir. This was everybody that you could do it for one year. Because you, you go to some parishes and there's people that have been in the choir forever and ever and ever. There's some people in out in the pews 
that are good singers, but but they don't feel that there's an opportunity or that there's a need for that. Anyway, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Limiting mm-hmm. the amount of time you can do a ministry. Yeah, that's for. interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think you you just think that people get comfortable in those positions and it would be a good challenge for them to get out and try something else. Yeah. There was some resistance because some people like doing that ministry. Oh, you You know, know? one thing that just came to mind and we were talking about uh, active participation last week. Um, And I was speaking to our RCIA group the other night and we're talking about um, challenging yourself and, um, you know, ways that you can participate uh, in mass um, whether it be um, you know in the choir or things like that, so that might not be your strong suit, or getting up in front and, and reading, uh, you know, doing readings in, in front of everybody. That m- might be a really difficult thing for you to do, but it's an opportunity to go out on a limb for God and and really use that as an activity to trust in in the Holy Spirit and in God and guidance, and to kind of overcome that uh, you know that. Uh, stage fright, if you will, but other opportunities, you know, serving, greeting, you know, um, because there's lots of ministries. There really is. Yeah. Um, you know, we had this one ministry that, gosh, I forget what they were called, but all they did was they prepared the food for like funerals. And so like, if you had a funeral at our parish, this is our lady of mercy. Um, there was this group of ladies that had the food. So that was one less thing you had to worry about was after the funeral they yeah. provided the food and that mm-hmm. was just a you know a loving ministry that they had like if i could have a dream parish i would say where people you know people actively participate and you know you can't you tell what's going on in people's hearts right but during mass it just seems like people are just they're stone-faced i hardly see anyone singing so i would like to go to a place almost where it's like a uh oh i don't know like a Imagine like, you know, in Ireland, a pub and all these guys start singing, rah, 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 you know, they just all, all sing a song about some, I don't know, Irish dance song and you get people joyful. I would like to see some, a little bit of that, an ounce of that, you know, mm-hmm. in, in, in people singing in mass. I would like to see, we have 3,000 people in our parish, 3,000 families, right? Or is it, I, I, don't know. I think it's like 3,000 families. Okay. Yeah. And we have like 12 people show up. 12 families show up to adult education. That's right yeah. after mass. It's pretty convenient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then our, our attend, but our, our, our attendance like doubled this year yeah. when it became, <laughs> when became required up. for, for <laughs> yeah. if you have kids yeah. in, going through RE programs, it could be, became required. And so, you know, our attendance doubled. And I think the people that are there by force, <laughs> yeah. you know, you can tell they really enjoy it. Yeah. So I feel like if more people would come, they would like, oh yeah, they would get hooked on it. Like they don't know what they're missing out on. That's true. Mm-hmm. So That's true. I would like to see more, you know, because we, we have these opportunities for education. We have Mondays with Father Mike. Yeah. And I, don't, I, I've never, I haven't been yeah. to that because I'm like, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm like, oh yeah, Mondays with Mike. Oh, too late now, you know. Yeah. But I, I'm sure it's great. Yeah. Um, and like you said, other, other opportunities are there. Yeah. I found out from someone that, Oh yeah, there's all these Bible studies going on. Yeah, I'm like really? Yeah, I've heard those. Like, Where and when? It's like, well, some of them are like Tuesday morning too. or whatever, but you yeah. know, or Tuesday afternoon or. But yeah, I've never heard. I, I've only heard this word of mouth. Never been on the announcements. Maybe Same. it's in the bulletin, but I don't Same read the here. bulletin because 
That's old school. You know, give me a text or something. Yeah. yeah. You know, they say they say 10, do a Google 10%. Sh- do a Google yeah. sh- calendar and like share it to tell everyone, hey, OLV, Caldwell, Google Calendar, go add it to your calendar. And then, then you get pop ups and alerts of what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a good idea. Yeah. I, I should think- run this parish yeah. right out loud. <laughs> I think I think for me, I, I've been to a few parishes in my life, um, and I've been members of a couple. I've, I've been members of a couple and visitors at, at some more that really struck me. Um, is is places I would I would, you know, really want to be part of. And I think, I think what strikes me about those places is that everybody there seems like they want to be a saint, and that affects everything that they do. The way they interact with their neighbors, the way they participate in the masses, and the way they're you know active in the parish life, the way they care about their their neighbors, both inside the parish and out of it. Hmm. And yeah, I think that I think I would say that's that's my ideal parish. If if you walk in there and you're just you know a couple you're there for a couple minutes and you're just struck by how it seems like everyone just wants to be a saint. That's that'd be my ideal. Yeah, I think I think adding all these different components <clears throat> together. The one thing that I always think of because <clears throat> we've been we've been um, members of different parishes over the years and the ones that I really have felt have really maybe inspired me or helped me grow were the ones where you developed relationships and friends with people and that you don't just see them only on Sundays where you mm-hmm. actually share your lives together mm-hmm. and you get together and you do things together. You have that common bond of your Catholic and your faith. You believe in the same things and you go to mass and you get nourished, but you carry it outside of mass and you meet together. You help each other on, on really the journey through life yeah. and, and you inspire each other to be. So I kind of what you're mm-hmm. saying, Ryan, what you see yeah. at the mass, but to see that on a daily basis or, or like you need week. a new roof and like yeah. five families show up and help you re-roof your house, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. Or just a community. Yeah. yeah. Why are you laughing? That's good stuff. <laughs> no, I'm, that's, that's awesome. I need a new roof on my house. <laughs> or, or, or like Nick makes a new batch of his home brew beer and, and he knows that he should call his Catholic friend yeah. over to share it, yeah. right? But instead, he apparently just stays home and drinks it all by himself because he's not here. Because he's not here. He hasn't been here for two weeks. I know. Man. We're going to have to give him a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Um, we've gone a little bit long today, but I, that was some good stuff that we were uh, sharing and talking about. Uh, we'd like to say goodbye to the listeners. We're going to sign off for this week. And uh, I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful week and a beautiful month. And we'll look forward to seeing you on the next week. Good night and God bless.